find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to a Dennis Sicaria special of the Masterclass. I'm your host, Haydar Abani. I'm joined by Rob, as always. Guys, before we start, the usual, give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Haydar underscore Rabani. And give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. I'm sure you've done that already, but if there's any new listeners here, please give us a follow so you can keep up to date with all of our great content. Rob, we're going to be talking about the Swiss international, play some mention Gladbach, Dennis Sicaria, someone who I'm actually a fan of. I liked him a couple of years ago before he got injured. And we'll talk about, you know, obviously the difference that that injury did make to his career for that 18-month period. He is linked to Manchester United. He is available for 6 million euros. We'll discuss why he is so cheap because I think people are mistaking the cheap uh, fee for perhaps the quality of player. But it's a lot of quality player that you're going to be getting. Welcome back. What's the latest news regarding Dennis Sicaria to Manchester United? Well, Manchester United are interested in him. We're in silly season, aren't we? It's January for the January transfer window. A failing Manchester United are looking for players, but obviously looking to move players out as well at the same time. Um, United have approached Zakaria's representatives. Uh, there's been no contact specifically with his club yet. But everyone knows that he's going to be available for a cut price deal because his contract expires in the summer. So he's in one of those kind of Bosman situations where... His club might to, might like to make a little bit of profit um, instead of just letting him walk on a free in the summer. Um, I think with Zakaria, he's one of those players who's been touted around for a while with a number of clubs. He's a very, very good player. It's just about whether you go and get him now and spend a nominal fee of maybe five, six, seven million pounds, or do you just wait and bring him in in the summer on a free? Uh, United will have competition. I'm sure they're not the only people to speak to Zakari's representatives at the moment. But as it stands, it, it's the kind of sign that I think United would probably make towards the end of the window. So we're doing this now towards the kind of the middle of the window, the start of the window. United are still assessing their their options. But we know, of course, that midfield is a big problem for Manchester United. Massive, massive problem for Manchester United. We've seen that uh, really not being able to play that Ranić system, not being able to control matches and not being able to really do the basics of his counter-pressing system. It is, it's a bit of a concern. So Manchester United have to get a, a player in, Rob. It's very difficult in January because there are a lot of players that Manchester United would like. You know, chiomeni has been linked, uh, Neves has been linked, all fantastic players. But you're, you're not going to see Man United go and spend 50, 60 million on a player in January. It doesn't happen very often. Bruno Fernandes really is one of those anomalies where he came in for 47 million and turned Manchester United round. But I want to talk about that contract situation again. Uh, let's touch on it a little bit deeper because... He is worth six million. Now, people might not be familiar with this, but he can sign a pre-contract, can't he, with a club outside of Germany. Uh, so he's got six months left on his contract. When you're looking at the possible ups upside of a player at six million, who only a couple of years ago, I mean, think about two seasons ago, he was very heavily linked to Manchester City. He was hailed by pundits and fans. You know, he was seen as the next Fernandinho, the next player to take over from Fernandinho, had that ACL injury and it sort of knocked his career back a little bit. But having a look at what Manchester United could get with the potential upside, with the low risk, with the fee, 
they might need to pay a little bit more on wages. They might need to pay a little bit more in terms of um, a sign-on fee. But it really does make sense, doesn't it, for United to go and get a player like Zakaria in now or on a pre-contract at the end of the season. I think now is important, though. Yeah, it's all about what your wants and needs are. And Manchester United are in a bit of a pickle, aren't they? So, you know, there's still no doubt that your primary targets will will probably be available next summer. And that's something that you'll be planning for. So obviously you don't want to spend too much money. But you're also in a situation at the moment where the current squad can't do what the current manager wants them to do. So that's a problem, isn't it? So... When you look at uh, Ralph Raniak, whether he's going to be at the football club long term as the coach or whether he's going to just carry on with this consultancy role over two and a half years, which is obviously what's been mooted. Um, you kind of got to look at it as this Red Bull project refired in, in England. Yeah, this is a new thing at our football club at Manchester United. And it starts here, doesn't it? In this transfer window, it doesn't start next year. So Raniak will have a big say in that when he's talking to the board. But there's the other side of the coin, which is about value. So. There's no problem for Manchester United at six or seven million. The risk is small. And of course, we know that the Glazers want to kind of revert back to their old policy of buying low and selling high. What have they done over time? They've bought high. It's been a disaster. And they've had to sell low or at nothing. So that's something that I think the Glazers are very aware of. And I think Ranić's been bought in to kind of bring that balance. You know, find players that have good transfer values for Manchester United, but then has have big upsides on the pitch. So Zakari, as you said, we'll talk about him, his career, not had great form in recent times, but as you said, big reputation, um, kind of courted by many clubs over a long period of time. And a kind of player, I think, that suits what Manchester United need. We're always told by fans and everyone and pundits that United need a defensive midfielder. I've always said you need a midfielder that can do lots of things in midfield, not just a defensive midfield. Good thing about Zakaria is he ticks those boxes. Absolutely. Let's move on. I mean, we're going to have a discussion about, you know, sort of defensive midfielder because I think we, we do disagree on that. But uh, Zakaria, I agree with you in the fact that he brings a little bit of everything. And when you have a look here, Rob, I mean, let's sort of break him down. You know, he is 25 years old. He can play defensive midfielder. But really, I think where he excels is he's more of a box-to-box -box in, in terms of carrying the ball. I like to look at him as an all-round midfielder. Now, back before his injury, we saw him play more as a defensive midfielder, had a terrible ACL injury. Look, I've had an ACL injury before, Rob, as well. I still can't do the things that I used to. I obviously was never a professional footballer. But, you know, these are injuries that uh, does take a little bit of time to, to get back up and running for your body to to trust, you know, the new, new tendons in your, in your leg, etc. But... Um, He's played more box-to-box -box this season. If you have a look at some of the statistics from this season, you know, he's had 14 appearances, uh, 14 starts. He's got two goals and one assist. Now, the key ones really here, and we're looking at some of the statistics, you know, tackles 1.6 per 90. So he's not a massive tackler. And when you do sort of compare that as well to Fred, I mean, Fred's 2.96 and McTominay is around 2.06. So he, he isn't as, you know, engaging or as aggressive as those two. But, you know, where he kind of does surpass them really is in the pass success rate the dribble success rate i mean look he's in the 70 percent for dribbles and a 90 percent for pass and he's someone that will get you up the pitch now teams press manchester united and manchester united's midfielders aren't press resistant at the moment what sakari could give you is someone that who will be able to carry the ball get united out of danger and get them up the pitch and get them into dangerous areas 
That's exactly what he'll give you. That's what he's good at. So you just kind of said there, you talked about box-to-box midfielder and being an all-round midfielder. I think those two things kind of stick together. Box-to-box midfielders are expected to be able to do everything in the midfield function well. That's why you're a box-to-box. When you have a defensive midfielder, you're talking about players that can screen, that can plug gaps, that can tackle, and really kind of just look after the back four, you know, kind of get in front, be able to be that um, kind of aggression area of the pitch where you want players to kind of go and meet players. Well, when you look at Ranić's system and you look at counter-pressing, the idea is that you defend much higher up the pitch. You push up, you get the press on, you set traps, you do all those things that we've talked about now for weeks about what Ranić wants to do. Zakaria gives you that. He gives you that in droves. When you look at the stats in, which you just touched on them, the one that really gets me there is 90% pass success rate. Because that's what I'm looking for. I want someone who can be in front of the back four, who can pick the ball up in the more defensive areas and get you going without giving the ball away. What have we all been annoyed about watching Manchester United over the last six, seven games over the Ranić period? They can't keep the ball. So this is kind of what you need to solve. You need to bring in a player that can keep the ball. So if you 90% means that nine out of 10 times the pass goes to the player it's supposed to go to, that's good. That starts with that. Even long ball success rate there, 70%. That's kind of seven out of 10. You know, this is easy uh, statistics here as, uh, as I'm going through. Uh, dribbles is good. Tackles. I'm not really interested in players tackling. Now, I know that fans love it. They love an Aaron Wambasaka tackle. But I would rather Aaron Wambasaka could pass the ball or cross the ball. Those things are more important in the modern game in that position. In central midfield, they're also more important. So Fred and McTominay have got motors. They can play the double pivot. They can give you the energy, the dog's energy, as I've talked about before. Zakaria also has got energy, but he's going to be a player that intercepts the ball a lot more and gets you going on the front foot. He's also a classical counter-pressing, counter-attacking type of midfielder. He can get the ball going in terms of running with it and passing it out. That's really what Man United lack. Matic can't do it. Um, McTominay doesn't really have the accuracy to do it. And Fred's just all over the shop. So when you look at those three, Zakari would be coming in and strengthening that as a quartet. The key here, Robert, the percentile that I'm looking at with Zakari is, you know, the 89th percentile he is in Europe with dribbles completed from midfield. And if you look at some players he's similar to, and this is going to annoy some fans, Scott McTominay is one of the players he's similar to. But I'm going to let you bring up one player that he's similar to as well. And who's that player? Let the the listeners sort of... uh, well, get excited, but also they might also think, no, he's not. But which player is it? Uh, this is not hyping him up. So he's got qualities of Declan Rice. So in terms of what Declan Rice does well and what he doesn't do well, Declan Rice has become very, very good and efficient at getting the ball and moving with it, either by passing it out or running with it. You know, he's a strong runner with the ball and going a straight line with accuracy. So this is the thing. We don't want this kind of wild type of midfielder that can just kind of run with it and then lose it. You need to be able to do something with it. So Zakaria has those elements to his game. He might not be as tough as Declan Rice, but he can certainly do all the front-footed stuff that Declan Rice does. So he can play the defensive midfielder role as a number six, like Declan Rice can do it. But I'm not saying for one second that Zakaria is as good as Declan Rice. Now, if you're Manchester United, and you're a bit worried about bidding for Declan Rice either in this window or next window for 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 million. It's kind of endless for an England international, isn't it? Going and get Zakaria for six, seven, eight million 
makes much more sense because you know you can drop him into what you've already got. He will still give you those functions. And really at 24-25, you can still develop this player. He can get better in there. And let's put it this way. As I said, the Glazers like to develop talent and have sell-on value. If he does well for two or three years, suddenly you're going to have an asset worth 50, 60, 70 million that you pay for 6 million. So all of those things do add up. And I think on the pitch, he would give Ralph Rannick exactly the type of midfielder that he needs. Let's talk about what he brings to United. So we've obviously touched on some of those attributes. What I do want to say is that he does fit the mold of Ran- Ralph Rannick, what he wants from midfielder. We've seen that he wants a tall midfielder, doesn't he? So we've been linked with Haydara. We've been linked with Declan Rice. Um, you know, he wants a, a player with some physical presence in that midfield. Now, Let's talk about sort of maybe what the fan base really, really want, because he's not going to be that controller in midfield. And we talk about control. And this is what I'm seeing, I think, at the moment. Maybe the, the, the I guess the frustration from the fan base is like, well, he's not going to be the one that improves May United on the ball. Well, actually, he's a good passer, but he's not going to control it, say, like a Carrick or maybe even someone like Neves who has come in. He's not going to control the tempo of the game. But what he will give Manchester United, and we can see here, you know, he's played uh, this season. This is from uh, who scored, you know, this is a player positioning map. He's played as a defensive, a defensive um, midfielder, a central defender as well, which is interesting because he can play in the back three. And let's say Bailly is off, which it does look like he could be, to um, Milan, then he could be an option in that in that, in that that uh, heart of defence. And you can see where he's really excelled, really, as a central midfielder. Now, looking at the attributes, we've looked, talked about dribbling, passing and blocking. What may concern United fans is you look at the weaknesses, which is tackling and concentration. Now, Say he does go and play in a number six role in a 4-3-3, because he could probably allow United to do that. Is there concerns that he is, you know, from United fans, that he isn't the player that will essentially elevate United maybe to that next level? In that there's concern. Yeah, there's concerns from United fans. There's no concerns from me. Because I think you, it, there's this kind of overlap of where football fans, again, kind of crave one thing, but actually need another. You know, the football club needs certain things. So Dennis Sicaria is a modern central midfielder who can do the defensive function and go on the front foot. That's what the modern game dictates. So when you look at, I don't know, again, let's look at someone like Rodri at Man City, can do the defensive function, but essentially he's not really a defensive midfielder. He can pass the ball out, he can carry it, he can even get the odd goal or two, he's a big unit, he can kind of do certain things. You talked about Fernandinho is there as well, kind of that similar outlook where Fernandinho was initially more of a box-to-box entity, became more of a defensive function as he got older. You look at Liverpool, you've got players like Fabinho, uh, Thiago Thiago Alcantara. It's all about kind of passing the ball out and intercepting the ball. They're not big tacklers, are they? You know, they don't go in there and smash people. So what do Man United fans want? They want Roy Keane. It's the same rubbish we hear year after year after year. Well, we're 10 years, 15 years, 20 years into the future now. We, we're not going to find Brian Robson. Brian Robson's gone, my hero. So you, you say bye-bye to that. You need a modern player in there. Zakaria doesn't fix everything that's wrong at Man United, but he's certainly a player that you could pair up with someone else that could help fix it. So Zakaria and Rice, I like that. Zakaria and uh, Neves, I like that too. Zakaria and maybe someone like Basuma. You know, th- there's lots of players that you can pair up together that don't cost the earth. So again, Man United fans want, you know, if, if, we'd say, if we sat here today going, oh, Zakaria's under contract. Man United want him and he's going to cost 60 million quid. United fans will be happier. They're like, oh yeah, 60 million. I understand what that price tag means. 
all you're getting here is a bargain, but also a bargain that, that has a lot of upside and not a lot of downside. So again, at 6 million, if he's not even in your starting 11, for whatever reason, doesn't play well, he's a pretty good substitute. He's good to, he's good to be in your squad. He's probably a lot more use for you than Donny van der Beek. He's a lot more use for you than someone like Jesse Lingard. You know, he's a player that kind of fits your needs. And that's really what Man United need to do in this window and the next. It's a problem, Rob, that, you know, United fans, they want the shiniest and most expensive player. They want that new player. You know, Donny van der Beek, not long long ago, you know, he was a player as well that, uh, I mean, I was delighted when we signed him. And it's look how that's turned out. He's just not really cut out for the league. Maybe hasn't been given the opportunities that he deserves. But, you know, this is the thing. It's always a shiny new toy. Look at Eric Ten Hag, the shiny new toy manager. Pochettino's apparently the worst manager, uh, a bottler and all this. And then you see it. It's, it's actually, it's mind-blowing. And I've noticed that, you know, with Pochettino. Pochettino is a really good manager. I do want to talk about the next manager because it is going to be most likely Eric Ten Hag or Pochettino. Ten Hag's fantastic as well. But it's like Ten Hag is flavor of the month. You know, two, three years ago, Zakaria, a lot of United fans would have wanted him, but he's not flavor of the month. Flavor of the month is Chiumeni at the moment. Do you understand? So yeah. it's always, it always goes this way, doesn't it? You know, whoever's the flavor of the month, that's who the fans want. And there's no guarantee that it'll work. You know, Donny van Beek for me, I thought would come in and he was flavor of the month, wasn't he? He was a fantastic player for Ajax. And he's come in and he's flopped. So sometimes the signing that you need isn't the big name signing, but it's the signing that's going to be the best for the team. It's going to fit a role. It's the functionality of that signing. But I do want to talk about some of the style of play here, as you can see on the screen. And we know we've discussed that he likes to dribble, mm-hmm. counter-attack threat, likes to play short passes, likes to shoot from distance. You know, he's an, he's an all-action midfielder, I'd say. He's, a, he's an all-round midfielder. He's a strong midfielder. Let's say Pochettino came in. There are suggestions, you know, that he would like a player like that. There are suggestions that he could be similar with the attributes he's got to someone like Moussa Dembele. And that's what you need, don't you, from for Manchester United? You need a manager to come in and to develop players into roles within the system in the team. Yeah, I think there's like kind of no doubt at the moment that this job that obviously Ralph Rangnick has been given to do it in six months isn't really, you know, the job. It isn't. You know, this is a much longer build, whoever the manager is of that. So the manager will get a, ch- a choice in that. But I think this is also now about Man United behind the scenes with the director of football, John Murto, and obviously about the scouting network that they already have. So Zakari has been on that scouting network for ages. This is not a new thing. You know, like fans might have only just heard about him even today or kind of with the recent rumours, especially with his contract running down. The January transfer window is open, so obviously everyone's talking about players that are available. But I think what's more interesting is about how Man United see their long-term build. So if you bring in someone like Ten Hag or Pochettino, I think they'd like a Zakaria. If Ralph Rangnick gets the job full-time for whatever scenarios we think that might happen, I think he'd like Zakaria. And I think this is how Man United will go out and buy and purchase. They're not going to guess. You're not going to buy a player now that you're not really sure about if you need him or not. You know, there's not kind of no speculation here in terms of the kind of talent you need. You're going to have to bring in a kind of talent that fits all the all the moulds, all the things you need to do. So I think that he would work well under any of those prospective managers. You said they're kind of, you know, Pochettino and Ten Hag are are the favourites. I would say at the moment, we don't know who the favourite is, being completely honest, because we do not know what's going to happen to Man United in the next six months. We just do not know. You know, anything could happen. If Ranjit has a really good run, I think Ranjit gets the job. I think it's as simple as that. Um, I think there's also going to be managers out there who might get sacked between now and the end of the season. And Man United might look at them and go, 
you're our guy. You're the one we would like. So all of those things are on the table at the moment. And and I think really with Ten Hag or with Pochettino, we know what styles they like to play or what they like to do when they're building football clubs. But again, it's got to fit with Manchester United's vision from the football board. That word vision, Rob. I just don't really have much faith in the board to make the right decisions. I mean, you look, shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah, have I mean, any faith. They've not proved yeah. it. So. Yeah, they've not pro- proven it at all. The midfield's been woefully neglected, uh, wrong mm-hmm. profiles and you know, going from one manager, you know, with possession base with Louis van Gaal to Jose Mourinho, low block, counter-attacking football to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who wanted to play a bit more, uh, you know, sort of uh, counter-attacking football, but he wanted the press as well, didn't see it, mismatch of players, and now you're seeing, obviously, that's the key here. And that's why the, the concern is with Ranić, obviously, as the interim, is that, you know, the players that he brings in, will he, firstly, will he be given the money to bring players in January? It doesn't seem like it. He might be able to bring one or two players in. And the second question, obviously, is whoever comes in after it has to be there has to be a sort of a, you know a gelling of of squads essentially. So the manager comes in after, and it, ha- it can't be a squad with so many different profiles. Or like you said, new players coming in and he decides on his first day, I don't want this player because he doesn't fit the way I want to play. So it, it's it is difficult. But let's sort of uh, conclude now. And uh, what are your final final thoughts on Zakaria? And uh, how would you convince those that aren't convinced that uh, he would be? A smart and shrewd signing for Manchester United. Well, if you were talking about Zakari and his true value at around kind of 40, 50, 60 million around that mark, then I would say that there is a lot of risk there. You know, I would say that I'm not particularly sure if he's the right player at that value. You know, if you're going to go and get someone like Ruben Neves, and Ruben Neves might well leave Wolverhampton Wanderers in, in, in the next few weeks, we just do not know. He's going to come at a premium, isn't he? Because he's a Premier League player. He's already proven in that arena and you know what you're getting. I think with Zakari at six million, just go and get him. Go and get him. You need someone in there to at least compete with the other midfielders. Uh, I think it's been pretty obvious from what we've seen under Ralph Ranick that he wants to do one thing, but the squad can't do it. So what can you do? You've got to tweak the squad. And and I'm still in the camp that I want Ranick to do this job long term. I know kind of we have differing opinions on that, and you know. people looking at Poch and I'm a big Poch fan from before and I wanted him at the football club obviously uh, over going back over time Ten Hag's got a big reputation I'm not quite sure if that reputation has been earned because he's done it at Ajax and Ajax is a kind of you know little bubble in itself in the Netherlands Um, it's about trying to find now a manager I think that's got the experience of rebuilding Zakari would be a good piece to that so when I look at Fred and I look at McTominay I don't think those two players are going anywhere, anywhere soon, anytime soon. If you lose Matic in the summer, then Zakaria now would be a good player to bring in, you know, just to put someone in that box to be able to do stuff. Um, I still want a player who is a box-to-box, and I'll keep using that word because that is what the modern game is about. It's about having an engine. It's about having quality on the ball. It's about being able to score if you're at the other end as well. But it's also about being able to protect without being too heavy on the back foot. Man United midfielders too heavy on the back foot. When I do defensive work, it's like, well, I don't do anything else. I just do a bit defending and that becomes a problem. So Zakaria would be an excellent signing. I think Manchester United should go and get him tomorrow. I'd be very, very happy with it. I don't think Zakaria is the answer to everything that's wrong. One player we haven't mentioned yet is Paul Pogba. He's not a, a, a replacement at all for Paul Pogba, not in the same sphere as, as t- kinds of players types. But... Zakaria might be better suited to what Man United need than what Paul Pogba is. 
We know Paul Pogba has defensive frailties. Zakaria doesn't have them. But Zakaria definitely, definitely can counter-press. He can pass the ball. He can dribble the ball. And he's, he's, a, he's an intelligent player. He, he'll be able to help you get the ball to those forwards who need that service from midfield. My final word, Rob, on this is that, like you like you did mention, I want to touch on that as well, that he isn't the solution. And this is what fans need to understand. Not one player coming in is going to be the solution. Man United essentially, I think, need three players in that squad, in that midfield that do a little bit of everything. But I think for me, they need someone that can sit and control the tempo of the, of the game. They need someone who can get up and down the pitch, like Zakaria, you know, who's going to be able to dribble the ball. And they also need someone who can do just a little bit of everything. They need quality. You know, if Matic is going to go, Van der Beek's going to go, Pogba, we don't know what's going to happen. Sakari is a great start at 6 million. So anyway, guys, as always, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, give us a follow on at TF Masterclass, give myself a follow on at Hayden underscore Barney. Give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Turn those notifications on as well. You don't want to miss any of the transfer content. It will be always tactical transfer content. Rob, thanks for joining me and we'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.